It is Wednesday, July 26th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Saquon got paid. Not as much as Justin Herbert. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Justin Herbert becomes the highest paid player in the NFL. Saquon Barkley comes to an agreement with the New York Giants on a one-year deal. The NFL is our lead, uh, and I think we start with the guys getting their money, and a few of them got it today. A few of them still waiting to get it. But let's start with the guys who did get paid Justin Herbert and the L.A. Chargers have agreed to an extension five years, $262.5 million. Let's see. You liked yesterday's show. Yeah, it was, Dr. Yeah, Evil quotes. It's, it's, that's a throwback. Yeah, McK- uh, Mackenzie, where does that rank on the average annual salary for quarterbacks? You have a new number one, $52.5 million, has set the new standard half a million more per year than Lamar Jackson got. And it's second in terms of total contract value to Patrick Mahomes Mm. and second in terms of guaranteed money only to Deshaun Watson's ridiculous contract, which I said at the time, that's not going to set the new standard. That's not going to be the new bar. Uh, So this keeps Justin Herbert basically in in L.A. through 2029. It's got a no trade clause. Uh, I mentioned 133.7 fully guaranteed. $194 $194 million in injury guarantees. Now he's just got to live up to it. Sure. Just got win a playoff game. That's it. Well, yeah, he's 25 and 24 as a starting quarterback in three seasons. He has one playoff loss, but he has thrown for the most passing yards for a quarterback in their first three NFL seasons, more than Andrew Luck did. Um, and he also has the most completed passes for a quarterback through his first three seasons. Touchdowns? 94 career touchdowns. I think that's the most. I think that's the most. <laughs> Jeez, he's, he's pretty good at football, I think. Three consecutive seasons. To hear some people talk, you 25. think he sucks. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know who would say what, that. Hurts. Where's this coming from? What's changed? Uh, <laughs> it, it, I always say this when it comes to NFL quarterbacks, because people like to have the debate. Does this player deserve to be paid this much? Do, do they deserve to be the highest paid quarterback in the league? It's not who you are. It's when you are. And... With all due respect to Justin Herbert, he's the highest-paid quarterback in the league right now in terms of the average annual salary. When Joe Burrow signs his deal, which he's next, Joe Burrow will be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. And listen, I think the Chargers are smart to do this now because you know it's not like if they do this next year, it's going to be cheaper. If they do it next year, that means they're going to have to do it after Joe Burrow's contract. Yes. It's going to cost them more money. So, it, when the and you 20- know what? Joe Burrow's looking at this deal going – Thank you, Chargers. Yes. When the 2022 season ended, that's when Justin Herbert became eligible for an extension. They're getting this done really early in the process. They could have gone to the fifth-year option, all that stuff. No. Let's just get this locked up, get it knocked out. He's our quarterback of the future. This is a smart move. And it does seem like, man, everybody seems excited in the Chargers organization mm-hmm about Justin Herbert being the leader of their franchise going forward. Mackenzie, can you find the odds of Herbert 
uh, his numbers, totals, as far as yards and maybe the odds to lead the league in passing where Justin Herbert ranks. He's got a new offensive coordinator this year, AJ, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore obviously comes from the Dallas Cowboys where they were top four in points per game, yards per game, and third down conversions per game. There's a lot of expectations because they have a lot of weapons on this Chargers offense. We talked about the injuries last year to their wide receiving core, right? Well, they're back healthy this year. So with uh, a and added Quentin Johnston to yes. that, who is an absolute freak in open space. So it gives them another dimension, I think. You're right. Like who knows what the health will look like for all these guys? But all the pieces are in place. I mean, Austin Eckler, one of the best all-around running backs in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He this should be a big year for him. What do we got, Mac? Justin Herbert, forty four hundred yards over under. That is the second most. Not coincidentally, he's the second leader and most likely to be the passing yards leader at plus six fifty. Mahomes is the only one ahead of him. Yeah, I'd li- I think I'd go over on on the Herbert passing yards. I think Kellen Moore is going to put his stamp on this offense. I think so, too, and Kellen Moore loves to throw. 258 yards per game for 17 games will get you there. Here's what I love about— And what uh, was the number again? 4,400. Yeah, what, he threw for 4,700 last year. Here's what I love about it. Third, fourth down, like, the Chargers, Chargers will go for it. They don't go for it as much as they did, like, when it was, like, 2021, when yeah, it was yeah, crazy. Yeah. They're still going to go for it on fourth down more than an average team. That means more opportunities for Justin Herbert. I, I like that. So and I, I wouldn't trust Austin, Eck- Austin Eckler with fourth and one. He doesn't even. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Hand it off? Right. No way. And, and Herbert was second to only Patrick Mahomes in passing yards last year, so he's the second favorite to lead the league in passing yards. Yes. I, I don't hate putting uh, putting money on the over forty four and for Herbert to be the second the lead the passing leader this year. Well, my guy gets paid handsomely. He's a handsome guy. What about Great your hair. guy? Your guy get paid as well. Oh, Saquon Barkley got paid. He makes a little bit more than the franchise tag for this year. $11 million is the deal that is agreed upon with Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants. There is no holdout. He he wanted to get in camp. He wanted to practice with his teammates. What this deal does, though, is it gives him a chance to increase his franchise tag value for next year to $13.2 million. So it would be $24.2 million payout over two years if that's that's what they were going to do with him next year. Honestly, though, looking at the timeline of events between the Giants and Saquon Barkley, I don't think he's a Giant next year. I don't because, think there's any way. Yeah, they offered him a deal that would have paid him reportedly $14 million a year, but he didn't want it because he wanted 16. He also wanted, like, the second-year guarantee. He wanted more guaranteed money. The Giants also had another offer that was reported around $19 million guaranteed but Barkley wasn't uh, cool with that, and, and we don't know that the years were on. Un- it's undisclosed how many years that that contract offer was for. But nineteen point five million guaranteed, not good enough. Uh, it would have been the sixth highest guaranteed money for a running back in the NFL. And Saquon Barkley's like, nah, you're not going to pay me sixth money. You know, Nick Chubb twenty million dollars. Bijan Robinson is guaranteed $21.9 million. He hasn't even taken a snap yet in the NFL. Yeah. 
So for the Giants to say, hey, here's it's not who you are. It's when you are. Exactly. There Actually, you go, it's, AJ. It's not who you are. It's how old you are. That is. B. John Robinson, younger than Saquon Barkley. Pay that, him more. That's very true. But I think that, obviously, this is good news for the Giants that he's going to be in training camp. Saquon Barkley was fourth in the NFL in rushing last year, over 1,300 yards. What are his numbers, McKenzie, the total rushing yards on Saquon Barkley this year? If he stays healthy, there's no doubt that he can do what he did last year sure. and be a top five yardage running back in the NFL. I have a feeling that he has a an even better chance to eclipse the numbers that he got last year because I think, and this might sound insensitive, I think the Giants are going to like work him to the bone. I think they're going to treat him like a guy that they know is not going to be on the team it's, next year, always, and they're going to run him into the ground. I always comp it to CeCe Sabathia with the Brewers. The Brewers knew they couldn't pay him. Let's throw him, you know, Every third day, instead, like let's just run him out. Let's oh, he can pitch into the eleventh mm-hmm. inning. No big deal. Like they, <laughs> every third day. Yeah, who yeah. cares? We're not paying him in the off season. He was a rental for us. Uh, yeah, I, I think it to what you said earlier in this conversation. I highly doubt Saquon Barkley is a mm-hmm. New York Giant after this next season. So they might as well take as much tread off those tires as they can. And by the way, the Giants, some would say, did that last year. Maybe yeah. not expecting to have Saquon. I don't think Barkley. I don't think they expected Saquon to stay healthy last year yeah. and have the kind of season he did, which put them in this weird predicament of needing to franchise him. But he did fourth most carries in the NFL last year. Only three running backs carried the ball more than three hundred times. That was Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, and Nick Chubb. Saquon Barkley carried it two hundred and ninety-five times. Oh, and he only played sixteen games. Jacobs and Chubb played seventeen. Yeah. So I I expect one more year of of workhorse stuff. What numbers do we have on Saquon? You're looking at a thousand fifty yards on his over under. Way oh. over. Way over. I kind of lean that way myself. Fifteen to one. Sixth favorite to be the most to be the leader in rushing yards. I don't think he's. I that. don't know. I, he's, I think the prop is the better way. The rushing number. Yeah, prop. because I don't know if he's going to get. What do you What do you think? The leader last year was Jacobs at like sixteen hundred. Do you think he? Do you think Barkley? I I don't know if I'm going to say Barkley's going to have fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred yards, but eleven hundred. Yeah, I mean, I think hundred yards less than he had last year. Yeah, yeah. eleven hundred is factoring in that he's probably going to get injured at some point. I think so. Uh, so the question is, does the added workload, the added expected workload, does that increase the odds that he's not going to stay on the football field? I, I like him to go over. I do. I would bet the over on Saquon Barkley rushing yards right now. You know who else would like that? Saquon Barkley, because he gets a million extra dollars. That's right. There we go. Part of the incentives. See, contract incentives, that's like my favorite part of betting week 17 in the NFL, is you look for the prop bets of the guys that need to hit their contract incentives. So ideal scenario, Saquon Barkley is at like 960 yards going into week 17, and he needs to get 1,100, and you bet the over, like 100 yards, whatever it is. Alternative over? Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Elsewhere around the NFL, the Cowboys handing out money, but not to Zach Martin. No. Zach Martin is a holdout from Cowboys training camp in Oxnard. The Cowboys did sign Trayvon Diggs, though, their cornerback, to a $97 million extension. So they're not shy to give out contract extensions. Five years, it includes a $21.25 million signing bonus, $42.3 million guaranteed. It can max out at $104. And his, you know, there's people who say, ah, he's a ball hawk. I don't know how good he is. But he is in rare company 
when it comes to interceptions, 17 interceptions. Uh, that is the fifth most, well, tied for fourth most, pardon me, uh, since his rookie season in 2020. And the fourth most for any player in their first three seasons over the last 30 years. That's behind Ed Reed, Richard Sherman, Marcus Peters. Pretty good company to be on the list with those guys when it comes to interceptions. Some would say, though, the interceptions come because they're throwing at you more. Because they don't Maybe. respect your coverage skills. Well, they respect him enough to make him the fifth highest paid corner in the NFL. So uh, More important to the Dallas Cowboys, Zach Martin or Trayvon Diggs? Zach Martin. Exactly. But Zach Martin's not getting paid. Zach, and this was Jerry Jones had the quote. Like he said, listen, it's it's very important for us to maintain, you know, the the maintain the salary structure. Mm-hmm. What is the, the way contractual they are. integrity? Yeah. Contractual owner integrity. Word. That yeah. is a good a good term. <laughs> uh, but he's like Zach Martin signed for two more years. Yeah. Well, you know, is it a below market rate for yes, a guy who's a, a all pro every single year? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But he is under contract for the next two years. So interesting to see when Zach Martin shows up because he is on his second contract. It would be very fifty thousand a day. If punitive. he misses all of training camp, he he'll lose a million dollars. Yeah. If he misses all of training camp. I don't think that happens. Well, from Zach Martin, let's talk about some other guys who are holding out and one guy holding in. Uh the 49ers, I, I think it was expected that Bosa wasn't going to be there uh, at the start of camp. What, what's the latest in your yeah. mind, Mac? John Lynch seems like he's done this plenty of times with Debo Samuel, with George Kittle. They come into camp or they don't come into camp. Within a week or so, this will be resolved. That's the way. That's the tea leaves I'm reading. Josh Jacobs with the Raiders did not uh, show up at camp. The Raiders say no fine, though. we respect that decision. He hasn't signed this tender. He's not signed, so he's not getting – uh, it, it's not costing him right now. One other guy it's not costing – Daniil Hunter of the Minnesota Vikings, because he's not holding out, he's holding in. That means he's showing up at the facility every day, and when everybody puts on their pads and goes, well, I don't think they're putting on pads yet. <laughs> when they put on their jerseys and go outside to practice, he just stands on the sideline and watches and says, I'm, I'm, Maybe a little I'm only here so action. I don't get fined. Does he have to be outside? Can he go to the arcade? Play I'm not sure. Golden tea, you know, like, can he go lift? Himself? I don't know what the rules are about it, but I know he's at the facility. So he's, hey, I'm here. You guys tell me I got to be here. I'm here, mm-hmm. but you could tell I'm hurt, I'm hurt coach. I'm not I'm happy. Tra- I'm in the trainer's room. I'm hurt. Does yeah. he go to the breakfast, lunch, dinner too? Is he there with the team the whole time? I don't know. I, well, I, just certain, the I certainly would. Right? He's, he's still under contract. Yeah, <laughs> of course he's there. I, I want to go back to the 49ers for a moment though, because there was huge news yesterday. Now it came out early in the morning yesterday. So as we progressed throughout the day, more things came out like Justin Herbert and Saquon Barkley kind of trumped this news. But, McKenzie, you got to be smiling ear to ear because the report from 49ers training camp was that Brock Purdy is cleared and he's a full go. Yeah, and literally the day before, David Lombardi, who's a beat writer with with the the 49ers, said, well, we know he's going to start on the pup list, so let's just start there. And then he had his analysis. Uh. Exactly. (laughs) Like, it it was literally, like, unheard of that he would be this far ahead in his progression, so I'm happy about it. Now, I was going to say, was that the only like was that the only guy who said he was going for sure starting on the pup list, or was that just kind of general consensus that there was no way he was going to start training camp? Just general consensus. There was no report of it. Just like from his three and a half month injury, three and a half months ago, or when he had his surgery, it was unexpected. To Do be you think point. he plays in the preseason? No, I think he plays week one though. I think it's very likely he plays week one after this. Here's what I believe Even about so. the the 49ers quarterback situation, and some people would look at it and say it's not ideal. I, I'll be honest. They have three lottery ticket guys. The odds that all three of them stink 
seem low to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I get you can look at Purdy and say, Mr. Irrelevant, what he did last season is probably better than what he was supposed to do. And I, I agree with that generally. Trey Lance can't be as bad as he's been or as off the field as he's been, really. Like, if he gets on the field, like, there's got to be upside there. They saw this upside. And I think the quotes about Sam Darnold and being better than his reputation says, and he's been in some bad situations, he still has this ability to throw the football that he had when he got drafted. Like, one of these three guys is going to hit. And if you trust any coach to get the most out of generic quarterback, to me it's Kyle Shanahan. And having three guys with high upside, which is what I think you've got here, three guys with generally high upside. It, and what's funny is the guy who's performed the best, Purdy, probably has the lowest sure. ceiling of the three. Mm. Like, and the lowest salary. And the lowest salary. <laughs> I, I Which really, helps you in paying Nick Bosa and no paying doubt. everybody else. I think the 49ers quarterback room is in a lot better situation than some people want to give it credit for. And I know we like Fezzik has sat in this chair and talked about the 49ers win total under. Like me saying that one of these three guys is going to hit, that feels almost too easy. Like I think two of them are probably better than what we think they are. And if that's the case, I mean, listen, Purdy, I don't know what his what totally cleared for a guy we're not going to see throwing mm -hmm. in the preseason. Mm -hmm. So right. who knows? Trey Lance, if he plays, he's probably going to get hurt. But if you've got a second guy who can play, you're in good shape. And I, the 49ers, I think, learned their lesson last year, at like having to bring back Jimmy G, like, hey, hey, wait, don't go anywhere yet. We still need you. I, I think they keeping more quarterbacks on the roster is smart. I think having three guys you feel like maybe you could trust if it comes down to it. I, I don't hate what the 49ers have in that QB room. Mackenzie, let me ask you, if – Trey Lance plays well in the preseason because you said you don't expect Brock Purdy to play in the preseason. Yep. If Trey Lance balls out in the preseason, does he get traded? Um, I think it's possible. It depends what's what's offered. But I think they're more excited about him playing well and being on the 49ers. So, do you think that they go? Do you think they dress three quarterbacks in the regular season? Well, they have a special rule exactly for the 49ers. They they took pity on us after the NFC Championship game where you can have a 54th person on your roster being that third quarterback. The emergency quarterback. Doesn't take up a roster spot. It's so. the old rule where they yeah. can only go into the game if the first two quarterbacks are out, and then if they're in the game, like, you can't put the other ones back in or something like that. Like, that's the rule. And I, I think – I don't know that they – again, like, I, I go back to what I just said. I don't know that they're interested in training because we saw this last year. You're one injury away from, you know, being having Mr. Irrelevant as your quarterback. And, and thank God for them, it worked away, out. And three injuries away from not having a quarterback and, in a playoff And game. that's what happens. And I don't think the 49ers want to be in that situation again. If you've got to keep Trey Lance through the end of this contract, you do it. If, if he plays well in the preseason. And if he doesn't play well in the preseason, well, you can't trade him anyway. So you might as well hold on to him and, again, hope that that lottery ticket has something. Like, you know when you get the scratch-offs? I don't know if you guys ever got scratch-offs for Christmas. Sometimes my mom would throw some lottery ticket scratch-offs in my stock. They don't, give, they don't give scratch-offs in New York for Christmas, do they? I feel of like they do. Really? I'm, yeah. I, I, this is the world I've, I haven't been a part of. But, like, when that $2 scratch-off pays back $2 – there's way worse things than that. Yeah, like it's sometimes, the, sometimes the two dollars. Exactly yeah, sometimes the two dollars scratch off pays right twenty. The, you go right back in the bodega and you just get another yeah. one. Yeah. So when it pays twenty, you're thrilled. If it only pays two, 
Yeah, there's worse things than that. So if Trey Lance, if all he is, everything that you've paid for Trey Lance, if all he is is available in a playoff game when everybody else's head has fallen off, that's something. That, that, that I think the 49ers saw last year, that's something they wish they would have had. No, no, no. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it and it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ. It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. The NFL was not the only place where guys were getting paid. Jalen Brown made money that only only Mbappe could imagine. <laughs> uh, five years, super max extension, up to three hundred three point seven million. That makes him the highest paid player in the history of the NBA. Mackenzie Rivers, our NBA expert here. I, maybe I'm crazy, McKenzie. It feels weird that Jalen Brown is not even the best player on his team, but is the highest paid player in the history of the NBA. Help it make sense. It's going to be tough for me to do that. I don't think he's the, the best player in his draft class, the best player in his city. The best. He's like the 25th best player in the NBA, optimistically, in my opinion. I think I'd have him closer to 30th. And the way the contracts work is every top 25 gets a max contract. I mean, you look at the best deals ever. Jokic is two. Okay, that makes sense. Maybe the best player in the world. Bradley Beal is three. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. But when you, it's not when you are. It's not who you are. It's when you are. Right guy. Made the All-NBA team at right time. That's the most money they could offer him, and he arguably would leave if they didn't. So they did. I don't like it from the Celtics' point of view. 
if you have if one of your top two players, and with the uh, salary cap the way it's going to be, you're not going to have more than two top level players. If one of them's number twenty five, how good is your team possibly going to be? Even if you have the best player in the world as your other t- top player, you're still going to be what twelfth. Lakers are better than that. Suns are going to be better than that. Nuggets arguably uh, are trending towards better than that. I feel like they're not going to be bad with a guy like Jalen Brown, but there's only so good you can be paying max money to a guy who's 30th best in the league. Well, and I think it's important to mention Jason Tatum is eligible for a Supermax next summer. (laughs) Assuredly get that next summer, And, and like, Jason Tatum, to me, is a guy who actually deserves to to be looked at as one of those players. Like, I think Jason Tatum's – I think if you're conservative – Jason Tatum's one of the 10 best players yeah. in the league. So paying him that crazy money, I can wrap my head around it. Jalen Brown, this is difficult. This is a guy that a year ago, like it was basically known that the Celtics were looking to yes. bring the, to trade his contract for someone else. And now they're making him the richest player in the NBA's history. And he felt some kind of way about that, and that's not going to go away. Like RJ was talking about this in the Dream Preview. Even though he gets the $300 million contract, I feel like there's some uh, uncontentness with him in the Celtics and him in the city. It it doesn't make a lot of sense it, to me. I don't it, see how they get there with with him as as their number one guy, number they, one paid guy. And they could, I mean, they could afford both of them, like yes. both of them on supermaxes. So for one year, looking forward, yeah, they're not they're gonna chip away a lot of that a lot of that roster talent pretty soon. But yeah, but like in twenty eight in two thousand twenty eight, that's a made up year. In two thousand twenty eight. <laughs> Jalen Brown's going to make $66 million. And in that same year, if the Supermax goes to Jason Tatum, which it should, he's probably going to be making the same, yeah. 60 to $70 million. And the salary cap's going to be increasing, but only 10% a year. So it's going to be like $180 million, and they're going to have there are two, two players making 120 or 130 My question is, what could have Jalen Brown done in these playoffs to not deserve the $300 million contract? Because, I mean, he had a good regular season. He had a good playoffs last year. I mean, if he would have like gotten sick or said, I don't want to play, I guess that would have been worse. But he had like arguably the worst playoff run of his career. And then he still gets a $300 million max. So like what else could – it seems like there was no negotiating, no like looking at, looking at it for the facts of it. I feel like they were just going to give him this contract no matter what because that's what teams do. And I think it's a mistake. He had Shot. those three consecutive 30-point performances against Atlanta in the first round, and they were like, that's our guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen enough. Yeah, All questions guy. have been answered. <laughs> that's it. Against the Heat, he shot 41.8% from the field. And this is a guy who it's, he wasn't taking just a couple shots. Uh, five of 23 in the elimination game, one of nine from yeah. three with eight Turnovers. Had turnovers, too, where he couldn't dribble past his guy, dribbling it off his leg. If there was a science experiment set up, like, I want to see if Jalen Brown's the real deal. Let's get Tatum to hurt his ankle in the first minute of the game where he can't move. Let's have it a good team, but not a great team. The Heat are a good team. We should be able to beat them. How does Jalen Brown do in this specific scenario? Oh, it's the last game of the season. All right, perfect science experiment. Let's see how he does. Okay, terrible. $307 million. There you go. <laughs> I don't get it's it. It's wild. What else, what else can they do? So now, correct me if I'm wrong. They... They can't trade him now for a year yes. because of this deal. So any possibility of them, you know, trying to acquire Damian Lillard, that's right. out the window now. They could have done a sign and trade. Now it's out the window. Yeah. Now it's out the window. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I don't like it financially. I I like it from a team perspective, just because this team is good enough to make another run at this at this year, and you're keeping the core together. And for a young for a young coach to have his core together, 
it's a good thing basketball wise. Where are the Celtics in the uh, the title odds for next season? They're right there with the favorites. Uh, depending on which book you're looking at, they could be the favorite. They're about five to one. Nuggets are about five to one. All right, let me ask Mackenzie Rivers, NBA expert. Will the Celtics win an NBA title over the course of this Jalen Brown contract? And this is a guy that you asked him his rookie year how many titles you're going to win in your first five years. He said five, so he's behind pace for now. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say one just because they're going to be in it every year. I don't want to say they have no chance, but I think they took I a think, step backwards. Yeah, I'll I say this. The, I think the poor, I mean, with Porzingis this year it makes him. I mean, they're the most talented. Yeah, team. They're, they're the most talented team last year. They're more talented than the Suns. Oh, good point. In the Eastern uh, Conference. Yeah, most talented team, team in the Eastern yeah, Probably not as the Suns, yeah. I, I will say this about it, what you just said. If they win one title in the next five years, this was the right move. I, I, I I, I, I'm a big believer in if you overpay somebody, it better pay off. You have to win a championship. If you overpay somebody and you don't, it wasn't worth it. But if you go out and you win a, you, you know, what the Rams did, the Rams mortgaged right, their no future. Doubt. They won a Super Bowl. Who cares? Right, Who cares me, how many first-round picks you had to give up to get rid of Jared Goff and bring in Matt Stafford? You won a Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. Let me pose this question to you because I like this thought experiment. So next year they flame out. Two years from now they flame out. Three years from now with Tatum getting $80 million, Jalen Brown getting $65 million, Game seven of the finals, they're down by two. Jalen Brown, who's a 35% shooter, gets an open look. The ball's in the air. At that point, freeze time. Was it the right decision? Oh. Probably not. He probably clanks that shit, right? It probably does. <laughs> but if it goes in, right decision. Brilliant move. It's Brad about, Stevens. It's all about outcome. And you, you saying Brad Stevens' name is another thing. Like, if I if there if I made like a Mount Rushmore of people I trust yeah. for basketball, it, it might be like Greg Popovich, Brad Stevens. I don't know mm. if there's anybody like yeah. I Steve Kerr to me, I almost feel like is too loyal to his guys. Like he he's almost like won't break away from that. Yeah. And I think the Draymond thing is a great example. Sure. But like I trust Brad Stevens wouldn't make this decision if he didn't believe it was the best basketball decision. So because he's the guy pulling the strings, yeah. oh, I guess I should put Pat Riley on that circle of trust too. Uh, yeah, he but seems those to make kind of guys get the benefit of the doubt. They since, do. Since Stevens showed up in Boston, they've been very successful. When he was a coach as a GM. He gets credit for that. I think he is like one of the sh on the short list of basketball geniuses out there. I thought, I think if he showed up to coach tomorrow, he's a top five coach in the NBA. Yes, for sure. I, I think he's one of the five best basketball coaches in the whole world. Uh, and as a GM, so far, so freaking good. He, yep. he, he's he's done the right thing. Eric so. White move got a lot of heat. This year looks like a Brett looks master like it worked out. Yep. Yes. So we'll see. I mean, maybe in five years, I say, oh, what was Brad Stevens <laughs> thinking? But for right now, I go, ah, Brad Stevens, a pretty smart guy. Let's take a look at the Major League Baseball schedule. We have several day games here for this Wednesday afternoon. Some early starts, noon Eastern time in D.C. The Nationals hosting the Rockies. Peter Lambert gets a start for Colorado. Made Jake Irvin. Yeah, probably. Jake Irvin goes for the Nats. The Nats are minus 135. Colorado, that's at 9 a.m. Colorado time. Well, Colorado's uh, mountain, mountain right? Time. Yeah, in the mountains. That's a 10 a.m. Colorado time start. Uh, also early start in Tampa. The Marlins at the Rays. Sandy Alcantara. Zach Eflin, low total in this one, seven and a half with this good pitching matchup. The Rays minus 165 over the Marlins. The Royals take on the Guardians in Cleveland. Gavin Williams gets the start for Cleveland. Alec Marsh for the Royals. 
system worked again last night, It did. Keeps paying off, baby. bet against the Royals after a win. On the run line, plus one ten to the window. Worst record in baseball after a win. Just pathetic. Guardians minus 195 in this one. Mariners take on the Twins in Minnesota. Seattle, what a comeback. Best bet winner, Scott Seidenberg. Let's go. What what a comeback as they score uh, four in the eighth inning. They add in the ninth inning. He phrased it like a comeback. Like, he can't just have a win. Like, like, a miraculous comeback. That I had a plus money bet for my best bet, and it won. Let's just lead with that. Period. Never in doubt. The Mariners <laughs> the Mariners won the game 9-7. Seven of those nine runs came in the eighth and ninth innings. Never lost. Oh, hey, get a, get a bullpen, twins. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> win probability off the charts. Uh, Bryce Miller gets the start for the Mariners Listen, in this one. Joe Ryan for the twins. If I'm going to eat shit on Justin Herbert losing <laughs> to the Jags, I'm going to take this yeah. win for the Mariners. Good win. Uh, hard luck. For uh, my boy Pablo Lopez, but he got a no decision, so it's okay. Seven innings of two run. Hey, so did George Kirby. (laughs) Same result. Uh, Twins are minus 135 with Joe Ryan on the mound. The Reds will be at the Brewers. Freddie Peralta starts from Milwaukee. Ben Lively for Cincinnati. Reds, uh, excuse me, Brewers are minus 140. The Reds winning yesterday despite... A lot, of, a lot of games had some late runs uh, in this one. The Brewers scoring three runs in the ninth inning. But good thing the Reds added two insurance runs in the top of the ninth. They held on to win 4-3 last night. My guy, Zach Gowan, on the mound for the Diamondbacks at home against the Cardinals. Jack Flaherty going for St. Louis. Arizona minus 155. And you know Zach Gowan is the best pitcher on the planet when he pitches at home in Arizona. So you know what I like in this one. He's eleven and four, by the way. The favorite to win the Cy Young in the National League. Good why, why didn't you give that to us preseason, man? Oh, uh, I see what you did there because I <laughs> did give that out as the preseason bet. Yeah, uh, the Pirates are at the Padres. Seth Lugo goes for San Diego. Johan Oviedo for Pittsburgh. San Diego minus two hundred favorites. I hate that line with like Seth Lugo on the mound, but. Yoan Oviedo stinks. Uh, the Blue Jays are at the Dodgers. Speaking of comebacks, the Dodgers, what a comeback last night. This game was bonkers. Okay. The Blue Jays have a 7-3 lead in the ninth inning. The Dodgers score, or well, this is after, excuse me, the Blue Jays scored three runs in the top of the ninth to turn a 4-3 game into a 7-3 game. The Dodgers score Four runs in the bottom of the ninth to tie the game, and then they walk it off in the bottom of the tenth, winning 8-7. You say Kikuchi. I say Kikuchi. He gets the start for the Blue Jays. Tony Gonsolin for L.A., L.A. minus 140. Kyle Bradish gets the start for the Orioles in Philadelphia against the Phillies. Ranger Suarez goes for Philly. Philly minus 115, Orioles minus 105, so pretty split. Mm, I've been maybe unnecessarily harsh on Ranger Suarez Mm -hmm. been better than uh, I expected this season. So my initial instinct is to say Orioles, but uh, it's probably a pass for me. It's yeah. It's a pass for me as well. Uh, We have the angels at the tigers. Patrick Sandoval, Michael Lorenzen angels minus minus one fifteen. tigers minus one Oh five. So split there. This one. I'll, you know what? I'm going to try to go for back to back baseball. Best bet. What? Here we go. Wow. Give me Tigers in the first five. I want some Lorenzen right now. Three starts in the month of July for Lorenzen. Mm-hmm. 
18 and two-thirds innings, zero runs allowed. Is that good? That's good. Eight hits in three starts this this month. I I like what I'm seeing here. They played an extra inning game yesterday. Uh, the Angels I, did? The, well, the Angels and the Tigers. Oh, yeah. So um, I, I think maybe some – they may, like RJ would say, a little logy. Um, but I, I don't want to get into the Tiger bullpen. Okay. But if I can get five uh, from Lorenzen, I, I'll be happy. So I'll take Tigers in the first five. Minus 125. For a best bet. Let's go. Mets are at the Yankees. Carlos Rodon for the Yankees. Jose Quintana for the Mets. Yankees minus 155. Yesterday it was the Mets beating the Yankees 9 3 as Pete Alonso. Welcome back, Pete Alonso. Two homers, and he even went back to back with Danny Vogelbach. All it took was you bad mouthing right. Pete, Pete Alonso. Exactly. He was listening to the show. I was talking so much shit about Pete Alonso not hitting home runs. I two love, yesterday. I love Dan Vogelbach's build. Yeah, I like he's, the way he's. He's like he's one of my together. favorite players. Oh no, he's doubt. awesome. I love it when he, uh, he changed his walk up song to Milkshake. Yeah, that was hilarious. Now here's the question: When do the Yankees just roll over and die? I don't. Think it's got to be coming. I don't think they can. You think? Are you think they're gonna? Uh, here's the question: mm-hmm. The next time we talk about a Yankees transaction, yep, which will probably be later this week, it'll be a trade acquiring somebody, a, an acquisition. Yep. It'll, wow. it'll it'll probably be either Cody Bellinger, oh my from God. the Cubs. You know what that would cost them? Yeah. You know what? How about a trade for Stroman and Cody Bellinger? Back to New York for Stroman. Yeah. Man. I, or they could trade with the Cardinals, who who are going to be sellers, and bring, bring back in Jordan Montgomery. <laughs> no, it'll be Jack Flaherty, okay. the pitcher, and Dylan Carlson, outfielder. Okay, boy, nine games out of first, um, continuing to scuffle. I, I don't know, man. And are you still assuming the Mets will uh, will not be buyers at the deadline? Who knows what the hell the Mets are going to do? They're seven games out. At least the Yankees are two and a half out of a playoff spot. Mets are seven games out of a playoff spot. But there's spot. a lot of teams between the Yankees and a playoff spot. So, like, it's just a couple games. It's a lot of teams. They have a 32% implied chance from, pan, from fan graphs. Yeah. And there's only two teams. Only the, I mean, the Blue Jays are the third wild card right now. Okay. And yeah, then I forget the Red, there's a third wild card. Red, right Red Sox are a game and a half, and the Yankees are two and a half back. Okay. Look at the Angels are three and a half games back. I mean, they don't stop, right? They're not trading Otani. No. They're going to make the playoffs. Seven and three in their last ten. Here they come. (laughs) You want to do do an even money bet? Angels make the playoffs? No. (laughs) No, no, I'll take the no. You take the (laughs) yes. I'll take the no. (laughs) Uh, Elsewhere, we got the Braves at the Red Sox. Spencer Strider on the mound for Atlanta. Brian Bale goes for the Red Sox. Strider and the Braves are minus 150. Pitching prop for Strider. Strikeouts eight and a half. The over minus one forty five. Over eight and a half minus one forty five. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's probably a pass for me. But the good news is, the Yankees have a chance to probably pick up a game in the standings. Oh, from the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Quadzilla on the mound. Uh, Marcus Stroman, one of those trade targets. He gets the he gets the uh, start for the Cubs at the White Sox. Lance Lynn on the mound for the White Sox. Cubs are minus one twenty. Just feels like Cubs are the play here with Stroman against Lance Lynn. You saying that, like, it reminds me, this time of year, if your book your your book should offer this, make sure you pick the pitcher's action. Yeah. Because very often. Guys get scratched. Guys, ooh, 
tightness, mm. then he's sitting down, but it's not tightness. He just got traded. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to get stuck or with some. Or he's just involved in a trade talk, and the team doesn't want him to get hurt. Yeah. Blow up the trade talk. So you don't want to end up with some, you know, long reliever mm-hmm. pitching in his place. So be careful to make sure you click that button that says. Listed Must pitch pitchers. for action. Yep. yep, listed pitcher. Rangers are at the Astros. Andrew Haney on the mound for Texas. Fran Valdez for Houston. The Astros minus 175, rightfully so, with Valdez on the hill. And then the Giants. with the Rangers sucking. That's all. true, yeah. Now, now one game lead over the Astros. They're falling apart. And the final game will be the A's and the Giants. Hogan Harris on the mound for Oakland. Alex Wood for San Francisco. Make sure you guys head on over to pregame.com where you can take advantage of a variety of discounted packages available for you, our listeners. We got some great football combo packages as we get ready for both the college football season and the NFL season. And you can also take 20% off your purchase at pregame.com. And that doesn't matter if it's a daily best bet package or a season-long subscription. 20% is 20%. Use our promo code SERIAL20. Yeah. (laughs) Remember our serial well, discussion on yesterday's show? Which, by the way, I am dominating the discussion. It's over. It's over. It's over, Johnny. It was over before it started because I have four number one picks on my team. <laughs> it really was. So the final results. It's like we did a fantasy draft, and I took Christian McCaffrey, and then I took Christian McCaffrey three more times. I got a lot of grief for Grape Nuts. I think really that's what cost me. I'm here to tell you right now, Grape Nuts is a better overall serial than Cocoa Pops. There, I said it. I, well, thank, I said it. Thank you, Mac. I just put it out there. Uh, AJ, By the way, AJ, I, 13%. Yeah, yeah, not even close. Mac, 13%. Yep. Scott, 74%. Now, this was a bloodbath. Now, I, kids out I there have to. Cocoa Puffs. The Cocoa Puffs was a bad choice because I realized that McKenzie t- took Rice Krispie Treats cereal. Rice Krispies was left on the board. Rice Krispies is garbage. Rice Krispies is delicious. You gotta put sugar in that kind of cereal. No, you don't. You can't eat that plain. It's snap, crackle, and pop. (laughs) It's it's like styrofoam. It's it's styrofoam cereal. I can have a whole box of Rice Krispies in one bowl. Honestly, that choice alone, that choice would have cost you the whole thing. No. Like grape nuts cost me. You're brave to admit this now. Rice Krispies is fantastic. In hindsight, when I made the pick after I said grape nuts, and then you said maybe honey bunches of oats. I wished immediately that I'd had honey bunches of oats with almonds instead of the grape nuts. And I think, I don't know if I win, but I'm competitive at least because grape nuts really cost me a lot of votes. It seems. I think I have, if you add in the cocoa puffs on my list, I have the best post eating milk drinking of any well, cereal list. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Because I have dominant. Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Cocoa Crisps. I mean, right off the bat. And Honey Nut Cheerios. That milk's Cheerios good. Is good too. You're that right. milk's good. You're right. Yeah. You know, I'm like a cat. I, I slurp that milk right <laughs> after I'm done. Cereal 20. C-E-R-E-A-L. Not the cereal like the podcast like S-E-R. Cereal. Not like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Serial yeah. 20 gets you 20% off anything at pregame.com. Good for you, the listeners of this podcast. For Mackenzie Rivers and AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Sattenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.